into happy hour and wake up and wager. Happy Monday, everyone. Hope you had a great weekend. Michelle, how we doing? How's it going, Ricky? It's going good. Fresh new week. It's sun's out. Stop raining. I feel like it's going to be a good week here. Yeah, a little gloomy in Philly this weekend, but uh, can't complain. Can't complain. Got a lot to get into today, Michelle. I heard we had amazing feedback on our uh, <laughs> our uh, rapid MLB picks. People did like the format. I think they liked the format because we did well with the picks. <laughs> that I'll probably be, will help. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how everyone's feeling if we have a down day. But hopefully no down day today. Um, we're going to run through these games similar to how we did yesterday, uh, Friday, Michelle. All right. One by one, and then at the end of the podcast, we're going to talk a couple other just weekend recap, some golf, some UFC, a couple other miscellaneous items. But for now, Michelle, baseball. All right. You want me to hit you with the first game? Yeah. I did some research, too. You see these notes? I do see these notes. All right. You took more notes now than you ever did in school, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah. taking, (laughs) Taking shots. All right, the first game, we have the L.A. Dodgers versus the Orioles in Baltimore. All right. Here's what you need to know. Orioles starting pitcher, Grayson Rodriguez. He was struggling earlier this season, okay? But he's got nasty stuff. He's actually one of the top prospects in all of baseball. He got sent down to the minors to get his shit together, Michelle. Sometimes we all need to be sent down to the minors for that. Yep, and they seem to think he got his shit in order, and he's back up. So, again, a really talented pitcher. Dodgers are throwing Shaheen, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Another young guy. This will be his fifth career start. Okay, so he pitched really well in his first two starts, but he got hit hard by the Rockies and the Pirates in his last two. And this is only going to be his second career start. Uh, start on the road, Michelle, for a really young pitcher. So for me, I think Baltimore has the edge both in the starting pitching matchup and in the bullpen. I'm going to take a flyer on the home team. Orioles money line is my bet. For Ricky. For Ricky. All right. Are we going to have steady picks picks on this show? I don't have them. Oh, you don't have them yet? But here's what you do. By like noon, I imagine they'll be up www.steadypicks.com. Click the picks. They'll all be listed there. All right. So this will be Ricky's day. On um, the next game, we have the Guardians versus the Pirates at okay. Pittsburgh. Okay. This game is interesting because the Pirates are starting Quinn Priester. Or I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. But here's what you need to know about him. He's making his MLB debut. He is the number four overall prospect in the Pirates organization, and he's their number one pitching prospect. My concern with him today is that his minor league numbers really aren't that good. Like, he's not, I feel like he's not coming up because of performance, but more so because the fans are starting to get frustrated and he's a he's an exciting piece. He's a reason to re-engage the fan base with the team. Okay. So... That's kind of what I feel like is going on here. I don't know if he's ready. On the other side, you got Xavier and Curry uh, for the Guardians, who he's not going to pitch more than an inning or two. 
It will be a bullpen game. Guardians have a good bullpen, though. So, um, no action for me here, Michelle. Too much unknown, but hopefully that will give some in- insight on the game. Okay. Next game, we've got San Francisco Giants versus the Reds. Okay. Logan Webb for the Giants. Big fan of this guy. He struggled in June. I didn't know what was going on. I I lost some money betting on Logan Webb in June, but he pitched great in his last two starts. Um, His only two in July. 21 Ks in those two starts. Um, 3.14 ERA. 3.23 FIP. The numbers are good. On the other side, Brandon Williamson. He only pitched three innings in his last start, and he pitched two innings in his final start of June, which was like two back. His ERA and his FIP are both above five. He's a rookie. I mean, clear-cut edge for Logan Webb, in my mind. All right, we have a bet here, Ricky. So I also think the Giants' bullpen is better, mm-hmm. making it a you know a full pitching edge here. But the problem is that the price is kind of steep. It's minus 155 at BetMGM for the road team. Um, Reds have lost four straight. Giants have won five straight. So two two opposite momentums here. Which team would you go with, Michelle, just based off of the team that's lost four or the team that's won five? Do you, you feel momentum is in play? I mean, I feel like, you know, they're – the Giants are probably bound to lose, and the Reds are bound to win. But I would still stick with the Giants here. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if the public narrative will be that like the Reds are are bound to win here. I'll I'll do it. Fuck it. We're gonna go with a bet on the Giants money line minus one fifty five. Bet MGM. Right, I do in. have a little bit of a bad gut feeling about it. I'm gonna be honest, but we'll do it. We'll do it. All right. The next game we have is the Marlins versus the Cardinals. This will be in St. Louis. Okay. This is an interesting game because Jesus Lazardo has nasty stuff, the Marlins pitcher. He's a lefty. He He's not pitched very well on the road, though. So he's got a 4.64 ERA on the road versus a 2.43 ERA at home. And this is on the road. This is in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of the matchup, Miles Mikolos. I don't know what to do with this guy. He he actually faced Miami on July 3rd. Six innings, four hits, four in runs. The Cardinals lost. I mean, his ERA is over five at home. Uh, Cardinals have been hitting lefties. You know, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a pass for me, but All right. if, if the price was right on the Marlins, let me just check, actually. If the Marlins were a decent-sized dog, I'd be willing to take a uh, plus 100. Now nah, I'll pass. Let's keep All it right. moving. Keep moving. And we have Tampa Bay Rays. And the Rangers in Texas. Okay. Shane McClanahan. First game back since the back injury. This guy's looking like a potential Cy Young winner this year. One of the leading candidates. Um, he definitely didn't look right before going on the IL. Like there was some, it was a noticeable injury. 
I don't know how much he'll pitch today. Like, you got to imagine he might might be capped at, you know, four or five innings with his first game back. On the other side, Michelle, Dane Dunning, this guy's having a really good season. He's 8-2, 2.84 ERA. He's 5-0 and at home with a 2.89 ERA. The Rangers crush left-handed pitching. Only the Braves really hit them better. Uh, I think we got to go with the dog here and take the home dogs. Rangers, money line, best number, plus 105. Yeah, I think plus 105, bet MGM. Plus 110, bet Rivers. That's why right. we shop. That's why we shop. Love a good bargain. All right, lock it in. Lock it in. All right, the next game we have on here are the Nationals versus the Cubs, and it is in Chicago. Drew Smiley, this one's going to be really short. Not putting my money on him. No way. Not laying, especially as a favorite. Like, Mackenzie Gore's not pitching well either for the Nationals, but this is a hard pass on just unpredictability is what I see here. All right, moving on then. We have the Tigers versus the Royals in Kansas City. Okay. The Royals starter, Jordan Lyles. Listen to this, Michelle. He has started 17 games this season. The Royals have lost 16 of those 17 games. He pitched well in his last start, I will say, Um, but his numbers are really bad overall. The team is awful. Matt Manning... He pitched really well in his last start. 6.2 innings of no-hit baseball against the Blue Jays. His ERA and his FIP aren't, you know, his average. Um, I like the Tigers, but the issue is laying minus 130 on them. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, a road team that's not really that good. Can you feel confident laying that price? Uh what are we pass. Doing it's here? a pass for me because, I, again, like, I just don't. It's, it's the price. I like the Tigers, but if this comes down closer to, like, minus 120, minus 115 would be where I would be looking for it, but no go. Okay, moving on then. We have the Yankees versus the Angels in Los Angeles. Okay. Luis Severino is on my automatic fade list. This guy, this is going to sound mean, Michelle, but he's a shell of what he used to be. His last two starts, he's gotten absolutely rocked. Um, He's got a 7.38 ERA, 6.38 FIP on the year. Awful numbers. Griffin Canning, not much better, but he's the better option in my opinion. Got lit up by the Dodgers in his last start. Been struggling with home runs, which isn't, you know, that's how the Yankees score. But I don't know. I just can't trust the Yankees' offense without Judge. They're going from Colorado to Cali here with no days off. I think the Yanks are in trouble, Michelle. I really do. I think they're in deep trouble, and I am on the Angels. Okay. Any other bets for that one? The over is interesting, considering the you know, the shakiness of both of these pitchers, but I also don't trust the offenses 
enough. enough to really pull the trigger. So I'm just going to go with the Angels here, who, if they want to keep Otani and stay in the hunt, they got to start winning. All right. And we've got two more games. We have the Red Sox versus the Athletics. And in Oakland still, we have not. When do they move over next season? I don't, it's a good question. I don't know when it's official, but it sounds like they are moving to Vegas at some point. For this one, there's no lines. We can't cap it. Paul Blackburn is listed for the athletics, but the, the Red Sox don't have a starter listed. The only thing I'll say about um, Boston here, Michelle, is this team's flying under the radar. I mean, they are very much in the playoff hunt, and just everyone's talking about the Rays, the Rangers, like the Orioles and Yankees are, I feel like, still in, in the spotlight. And these, these Red Sox just flying under the radar, winning games. And the last games we have, game, we have the Twins versus the Mariners in Seattle. Okay. Logan Gilbert for the Mariners. He's an interesting story. I want to dig into this one for a minute. He's 1-4 with a 4.29 ERA at home this season. Okay, but on the road, he's 6-1 with an ERA in the threes. The odd part is that his whip and his fit metrics are really similar. So this is one of those situations where you wonder, like, is it just some bad luck, some bad variance going on for Logan Gilbert in Seattle? Um Back-to-back, really good outings prior to the All-Star break against good teams, Giants and Astros. But Sonny Gray, the Twins pitcher, Michelle, having his best season since 2015, which is when he he really broke out. ERA and FIP in the twos. I mean, I really like both of these starting pitchers. I really like both bullpens, too. The total is at seven. So, I mean, that kind of tells you, like, what you need to know here. It's a little bit too close for me to call. This is one of those like 50-50 games where if the price is right on the dog, I think that's the route. Plus 114 at FanDuel. Hmm. You're going to do another one like last show? Give me five seconds. Yeah, five seconds of silence. Let me go into the future again. This is Sonny Gray's game. All right. This is Sonny Gray's game, plus 114 FanDuel half unit for this one. But Lock it in. Lock it in. All right. And that is going to be all the MLB bets for us, Michelle. All the games. All right. Do you want to touch on a little bit of the golf this weekend? Let's talk some golf quickly here in – in uh, not memory of Tommy Tennis, but we're thinking about him. Yeah. Oh, Tommy Tennis. We can't wait for you to be back. So with the golf tournament this past weekend, one interesting note here that I was like a fly on the wall for, Michelle. Rory McIlroy won the tournament. I did catch that with a hell of a win, too. Ice in his veins. Hits a huge putt. The poor guy uh, who was like leading prior to that is like on the driving range getting ready to hopefully play in a playoff and I can't imagine hearing that roar when he won and just seeing your 
your moment crash like that. Brutal, brutal. But Rory wins. But here's the interesting steady picks like juice behind it here. Mm -hmm. We had a no joke two hour conversation about Rory McIlroy and betting him to win outright. The problem is that the odds were like plus 900, even like maybe closer to plus 800 at some spots. The implied win probability on that, Michelle, based on the odds, is like 10%. Now, for the golf bettors out there, and this is where hopefully the show will turn more to wake up and wager here, if you're someone who models or you you live or die by your numbers, it would have been nearly impossible to come around to a bet on Rory at 10% with so many, with a loaded field, Scotty Scheffler, Hatton, all these guys, the top dogs in there, pretty much everyone but Rom. I, I don't, our model certainly didn't get there and not a other single one that I saw did either. So it was one of those things where golf bettors, they battle like, do you live or die by your numbers here? Or do you just swallow it and make the bet on someone you feel good about? And I can say for like our team over here, most of the time we're going to live or die by the numbers. And, you know, if it bites us, we're going to stomach it. Fucking bit us, Michelle. It did. Fucking bit us. Um, and you know what's funny? Patrick Cantley and Rory were the two that were being bounced on. Patrick Cantley missed the cut. Wow. But... Uh, our two best bets of the whole thing, Hatton and Fleetwood, were right there on Sunday. Hatton was the betting favorite for between Saturday and Sunday during like that stretch. Um, they both cashed their top 20s, but uh, yeah, ultimately Rory won. But just an interesting note for anyone who bets golf, like what do you guys do in, in these situations? Yeah, because there's so many guys you can bet on. You have no idea. And, I mean, think about that. With a field that loaded, 10% win probability, I mean, yeah, it's... It's a hard sport to bet. I mean, when you really think about it, like, weather can play a factor. So many things. Like, you sleep wrong, you've got a kink in your neck. I mean... Well, even just think about, like, people who have played the course before. Like, yeah. with this one being in a different country. Um, but, yeah, like you're saying, so many different factors. And that's why, like... Truthfully, the people who usually do well betting golf are very, like, model, analytically driven. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's what I got there. Okay. That's what I got there. But let's talk a little UFC, too, Michelle. There were some good fights. Not a ton of name value. Let me actually pull up the card real quick. You watch it all? I did not. Honestly, I saw the Jack fight only just for personal reasons. I wanted to see how that ended up. But it up right now. Oh, the Jack fight? Yeah. That fight was a don't get me wrong. What a what a great fight. I mean, entertainment wise, but I think that man, uh what was it, Basil? I don't want to mispronounce his name, but he got robbed. Yeah. I thought did. he won. I did too. I don't know actually. I, I, I didn't mean, have did a bet. Jack's nose, that thing was a pancake. Yeah, he, um, he got roughed up. Sean Both Brady would have whooped his ass. <laughs> say it. He would have whooped him. I'll say this. I posted something on the story yesterday just saying, like, 
Brady would have smoked this, like just joking around, not like literally uh, completely messing around. We had more hearts, fire comments on that. I wasn't alone and you weren't alone in thinking that uh, our guy would have would have had some fun in there against him. But as far as the bets go, so you bet nothing? No. Stayed off of it this weekend. I had two bets. I bet Bagdasarian, who looked great. For some reason, I thought I was going to get fucked. Like, when that fight went to a decision, I I felt it in my stomach that they were going to find a way to give it to Tucker Lutz, saying he, like, control time or some bullshit. I was ready. I was actually, like, raging before that decision came in, Michelle. It was bad. Right? You was rage? That's not... rage. You rage. And literally, the decision hadn't happened yet. Uh, the next one that I bet was Terrence McKinney. He unfortunately lost. He got caught in a bad position. Looked great in the first round. The dude grabbed the cage, too. Uh, there was... I don't know if anyone caught it, but when he got when he got finished, it was a little bit of like a suspect situation. But a uh, huge fan of that guy, McKinney. He's... We actually did a podcast with him like a while back, and uh, it's just electric every time he fights, straight action. So I'll be excited for his next one. Um, and then the Jack fight, yeah, was was a really good one, Michelle. Like, I don't even want to hate on Jack. I'm, I'm actually a fan of the guy, to be honest with you. Like, I have nothing against him. I just hate that. Like, I think he's got a really like groupy fan base. Yeah. You no, know, like, I don't know. But fun fighter. Wish all these guys much success. Uh, anything else for you, Michelle? No, that's about it. Time.